Hi, and welcome in this new episode of Ecosystem. In this 14th episode of Ecosystemi, we're going to dive into a topic which is really fundamental when talking about the climate crisis. Together with Annalena, a friend and classmate of mine, we're going to talk about the importance of climate justice and social justice. But without diving already too much into the topic, I'd like to first introduce her. Annalena, welcome to Ecosystemi. Hi, thanks for the invite. <laughs> Thank you for being here and um, coming here to Ecosystemi. I'd, I'd first like to start with a brief introduction, if you're fine with that. So if you maybe can tell us where you're from and who you are, just a bit. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm Annalena and um, originally I'm from Germany, Berlin, and now I'm living here in the Netherlands and studying the same thing as Isabella. So we're both studying social innovation and that's also how we met. And yeah, obviously sustainability and uh, climate change is a topic that is very uh, important and close to me. So I guess that's yeah. also why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, a lot of topics and interests in common. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a bit um, where does your interest for sustainability, the environment, climate come from? Um, yeah, you know, I think for me, it was a big process. Like, I think I never had this turning point in my life where I was like, you know, one day I woke up and I was interested in uh, sustainability or or what is going on in our world. But I think it was more like the environment I grew up in. Um, You know, I think the influence, of course, of my parents, my school um, in Berlin, I already went to demonstrations at a very young age, not really knowing, I think, um, back then consciously, like what what is happening, you know, in the bigger picture. But I think that that influenced me, of course, like until like how I am today. And then, you know, later I was very focused on kind of the sustainability trends that we have or that kind of you know um got more attention so veganism and zero waste lifestyle so I was very focused and very like almost radical about it and um tried to live that lifestyle very extremely um until kind of you know you come to the certain point where you can't do that anymore because you're exhausting yourself a little bit I think and um then I kind of got in the past year more interested in you know um, away from that these trends but more you know okay where did these problems come from and how how can we solve them um, not only by changing our own habits but more on like a broader spectrum I would say and of course today you're here to talk with me about a, a bit about the topic of climate justice and environmental racism so I um I wanted to ask you well I know but the listeners don't know of course so how did you arrive to this climate justice topic like because you now we're talking about the zero waste lifestyles and more like veganism and those trends but how did you arrive to the climate justice part mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I think I just started looking into more how um, politics work. Um, Very, um, yeah, broad, I guess. But yeah, I just wanted to know how, um, you know, these decisions um, concerning climate change or the climate crisis are being made. Um, You know, if you if you if you look into the history of all these agreements, Paris or 
you know, they take a lot of time and they took several years until a decision was made. So this sparked my interest, actually, like, why and how um, do they take so long for these super important decisions um, that is, you know, that are affecting everyone in, in this world? And then I kind of looked into, you know, power, who has power in our world and who doesn't have power. And then I got, you know, a little bit towards, okay, who is actually affected by the climate crisis right now and who's not. And that's basically how I got to the, to the topic of climate justice, because um, it was um, very fast, very clear that, you know, um, a lot of people in our world, especially living in the global South, of course, are, um, you know, affected by the climate crisis right now, today. And um, we as privileged people are not. <laughs> and uh, we're the ones kind of causing it, but also making it worse. But then, of course, you know, our politicians and leaders are the ones kind of, yeah, not you know, they have to be responsible for it and kind of um, make this make important decision. And that's like how I got into this whole topic. And then I got deeper and deeper into it, of course. And what was the most shocking fact for you when you started diving into these um, aspects? Um, I think... I think there was not really like a point. Again, it was <laughs> more of a process. But I think for me, it was how long we've been supporting this and you know it started with colonialism or even before that and how long humans um you know just have been of course climate justice is not something that just happened uh, or is talked about in the recent years it's it's been talked about for 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 decades but still at the same time the majority of people who are living in the global north are just kind of watching And I think that was the most shocking part, because for me, if you understand what is going on and if you see all these inequalities that we have, it, you know, it makes me angry and it makes me sad. And I don't quite understand how, you know, other it can't make other people sad or angry, you know? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know that I totally agree with you and I understand what you're saying. But if you had to, like, kind of sum up the concept of climate justice what is climate justice for you and what does it mean to to bring awareness about climate justice mm -hmm. yeah well um i believe you know environmentalism um is always very well-meaning and um, people who are very active in you know fighting for climate change are always very you know considerate and forward-thinking people but um sometimes they focus too much maybe on the planet which is which is good of course it's not a bad thing to focus on the planet um but they forget about the people and the people who are um you know oppressed um being oppressed by this you know system that we're living in and climate justice for me is that you're taking into account into your environmentalism this history of exploitation and the people who are not being heard and kind of bring awareness to that, I think. And yeah, what are the main communities, the main minorities that are um, influenced by this environmental racism and climate justice? 
Um, yeah, because of the system that we're living in and because of uh, structural racism, um, black indigenous people of color are the ones who are the most affected by the climate crisis. And um, of course, people living in the global south, but doesn't have to be necessarily because um for example, you know, um, in London, for example, people of color live in more the suburbs, let's say, or more in the working class areas. And those are the people who are also, um, you know, um, living in uh, in situations with circumstances like air pollution. Uh, and that is also an example of environmental racism. So these communities um, are the most affected, I would say. And do you think they are enough uh, represented, like in government? And do they have enough voice? Definitely not. <laughs> no, um, I think that is one thing um, that we definitely need to to change. We need to bring them more into the climate discussion, especially because they are the ones who are affected, and not you know um, the white politicians representing um, these discussions every time. Um, yeah, so I definitely think they're not enough um, seen and not enough heard. Um, and we definitely need to bring more attention to, you know, their their side of the story, kind of. Um, yeah. And, um, well, that that's probably a really hard question to answer, but I'm just curious to listen to your thoughts. What do you think is going to be the future for them as well? And how do you see how do you see the future in that sense? Um, for these communities or just in general? How... Yeah, for these communities, like, yeah, how do you see, for example, the minorities in the future? Do you think they are going to be more represented in politics or do you think they, they will still suffer a lot from this climate change and climate crisis? Yeah. It's well, really hard, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I hope... Um we're we're gonna we're gonna see a change soon but uh, at the same time i believe that we can't really continue with the way that you know we are making politics or decisions at the moment and i think if you know everyone is continuing with the way they are doing things at the moment we're not going to get anywhere and um i think people are realizing that slowly and um i hope that within the next years or decades i don't know how it's like gonna take um yeah you know black and indigenous people of um color are gonna be more uh included in this talk but um i think that the climate crisis is affecting politics already like of course not enough and not the way we probably want it to be um, but it is. I mean, if you if you look at the past 10 years, what has happened from zero to I don't know how, you know, people have talked about it more and it's more being addressed in political institutions. But of course, um, that is just one step that you, that they need to take in order to make a change. So um, hopefully the next one is that, you know, they're including these communities. Yeah, I hope for that as well. And what can we do as individuals in our you know daily life to contribute to a less uh, racist colonialist and whatever society and more like a um, intersectional society as well more inclusive as well yeah i think there are many different things and many on many different levels um that you can do um things um i mean you know i think every person should kind of realized 
how privileged they are um, and be aware of your own privileges. Um, be aware, you know, where you're living, um, what what kind of access do you have to certain, you know, services, uh, these kind of things. So that is like the first thing to kind of do your anti-racism work, but also, you know, be aware of the history, be aware of, you know, what is happening. That is the first step I would say people can take. Um, and then, of course, you know, um, sharing it with others, um, sharing petitions, um, signing them, going to demonstrations, being there, you know, um, being present. Because in the end, I think, of course, um, you know, it's also good to not support big companies that are supporting this exploitation. And I think that is a good step. And it is very important, of course, because in the end, we are the system, you know, um, that that's how it is. Um, but I think being at demonstrations and, and being there and showing that, hey, you know, I stand for this and I, I want to make a change is is very important, I think. I think that is like the biggest change for me when people yeah. people show up. Yeah, I totally agree. It's also a kind of supporting, showing support to the minorities and the people that are suffering the most at the moment and just showing that you're, you stand with them and that you, you want to listen to them as well. Um, you mentioned history. How is that related to the current situation? A lot. <laughs> um, well, you know, of course, we, we live in a way that we, um, you know, we're always connected to history because, you know, we learn from our grandfathers or grandmothers and they le learn from their grandmothers or mothers and that's how it goes. But, um, you know, one thing that was really, like, um, crazy to see um, for me in my climate justice kind of interest is that, you know, colonialism hasn't really stopped. So, You know, back then, okay, um, Columbus, you know, discovered Cuba, let's say, and he wanted to exploit these people there. Um, but, um, and back then, of course, it was horrible, but I feel like we're still stuck in this kind of same idea, same, same, same system, same way of doing things. And, um, you know, whether it's um, the working conditions um, of companies or a whole, you know, I don't know, um, a whole um, country <laughs> that is contributing to, to um, you know, exploiting people. I mean, here in the Netherlands, we can, you know, I don't want to step on anyone's toes, but, um, you know, Curaçao is still a colony of the Netherlands. And mm -hmm. I'm not an expert, of course, but um, that was one thing that was also, you know, um, came up, of course, in my research because, you know, um, They are still kind of oppressing Curacao yeah. and still being in control of the local inhabitants there. And that is also one form of, you know, um, neo-colonialism, I guess yeah. you can call it. Yeah, Yeah, but I think also in general, the whole Europe, um, all our countries, let's say, are colonialist towards others. Mm -hmm. Although we don't have colonies, like Italy doesn't have colonies or other countries don't have any kind of colony but still you are going to another country mainly in the global south as you were saying to exploit yeah. the lands and the people so that's still colonialism although you don't have an official colony you don't have you know an official kind of country or island or whatever it's still yeah. 
colonialism and you're really exploiting the resources, the people, the lands, everything. Mm-hmm. Like it's happening these days in, in the Amazon with the indigenous tribes, but that's yeah. a whole different <laughs> that's yeah. a whole different topic. Um yeah. But um I wanted to ask you actually because um now I, I take a lot of step back because I had this question <laughs> while you were talking. Because you said that you were you come from Berlin and yeah. I wanted to know if Berlin kind of influenced you somehow also in this approach to climate justice as well because I know I've never been there but I know that mm-hmm. Berlin is really uh, multicultural and there are a lot of um, people from all around the world so I wanted to ask if it um, if yeah Berlin kind of influenced you mm. I mean I can't really compare it of course because that's where I grew up and Um, you know, it's a big city with, you know, very different people. Um, but of course, if I have to pin it down, then I would definitely say it definitely influenced me because um, I think I grew up in a very, like, more uh, towards left-winged kind of group, um, you know, where, you know, um, my school was and, and these kind of things. So I think that influenced me, um, but also things that are currently going on are influencing me still in Berlin because obviously it's my hometown, it's very close to my heart. And, you know, at the moment we have, or since decades already actually, we have, you know, um, uh, the, yeah, we call them the Turkish um, big families kind of that live in in Berlin um, who, you know, came here because of, or came to Berlin because of the war in Lebanon. And um, they're being also discriminated, you know, um, and they don't have the same rights, even though they maybe live in Berlin for 20 or 30 years now, they still don't have rights to work um, or, you know, live a normal life. And I think, you know, all these kind of things that are happening in my own town, I think, um, or in my hometown, in my own town, well, in my hometown, (laughs) Um, you definitely influenced me. But I think, you know, um, Berlin is a very open-minded city. Um, It has very great people, um, but also there are horrible things going on. So I think it's both sides that kind of influenced me, Um, the very, like, woke people, I guess, but on the other side, kind of like the the racism that is still going on, of course. Yeah. Is there still a lot of racism in Berlin? Well, you know, I mean... (laughs) I don't know what is a lot. I don't know what is yeah. a little. I think if there is racism, there is racism. And I think, you know, you there there will always always be discrimination of, you know, certain mm-hmm. people. Well, I hopefully not. But I mean, right now there is still. And as I said, you know, we have, yeah, um, there are these uh, Turkish big families that are coming, um, coming there or living there. And they're just, you know, being discriminated of who they yeah. are. And that is one form of racism as well. And um Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it well nice. Let's say what you said about I don't know what is a lot or what is not yeah. a lot. If it's racism, it's racism. Even if it's, you know, one out of 1000, it's still racism and it's not good. And it's a really it's a really nice thing that you said and I've never thought of that actually. <laughs> um but apart from that and maybe focusing more on the positives side yeah. on the walk people <laughs> um in berlin uh, are there a lot of uh, climate actions a lot of yeah climate strikes because you also said that when you were younger you you started participating in these strikes pretty early right yeah um mainly also because of my mother because um 
she's a nutritionist actually and she brought me to more like agriculture um demonstrations and you know um these kind of things but of course yes we have a lot of demonstrations and especially Fridays for Future um super super strong in Berlin and I remember when I went to high school they kind of started up um mm -hmm. so I wasn't part of Fridays for Future anymore because I left high school but um it was still like I saw it and people from my um back then school went on the streets every Friday of course and demonstrated and it was huge like it was a huge thing and still now they are demonstrating and um, I think not even two two months ago or something they did a big big action in Berlin um, and um, with art and with lots of people I mean I wasn't there because I was here but yeah. um, I see I see it happening and of course you know right now I'm not there but I see all these things happening there and definitely like Berlin is the city of demonstrations <laughs> yeah definitely I agree yeah. there's always there are always pictures about Berlin and its demonstrations so that's why I was asking as well and how are you living then mm, how are you experiencing living here in the Netherlands because mm. I think that there are not a lot of demonstrations in general and I mean if they are they are like in Amsterdam or The Hague mm -hmm. and not really like in Breda where we live yeah no. mm -hmm. that is definitely one thing that I noticed and I was also kind of yeah bummed out I guess um when I first came here um I do see a lack of representation in Breda but that probably has to do to get um has to do something with you know it's not the biggest city of course um but it is it is difficult you know um it is kind of a pity because i think in breda there are a lot of people who are or who would be interested in participating in these kind of things um of course extinction rebellion is represented in breda but um probably it could be more and i hope that in the upcoming years um we will have more representation also here in breda because you know we had the climate alarm here and that was a demonstration where we both participated in and it was a i don't know it just felt really nice to be in yeah. your in the city where you live in and kind of yeah be there you know i agree yeah in breda i think we only have extinction rebellion but still it's not really um yeah there are not a lot of people that you mm -hmm. know are working with extinction rebellion or doing things so yeah there is re there's really a lack of representation but i think in the netherlands in general like they don't really i don't know sometimes they have yeah. strikes of course but it's not like those huge things that happen i don't know in berlin or yeah. in few cities in italy as well and yeah Maybe it's also because of COVID now, so we cannot do much about that as well. But mm -hmm. I hope that in the future, definitely, it's going to improve a bit. Yeah. Because, yeah, we need it. Yeah, you know, I mean, when when I came living here, I was kind of surprised because I think the image that the Netherlands has is that everyone is super sustainable for some reason. I don't know if you heard that as well, but when I got here, everyone told me, like, yeah, everyone is, like, super, you know, I don't know, like... That's like the image I had in my head. And of course, we, especially with our study, I think we are, you know, busy with people that are very conscious about things. Um, but I feel like it really just depends on what kind of bubble you are in and what kind of um, surroundings, with what kind of, kind of people you surround yourself with. But at the same time, I feel like, um, you know, Berlin is a very extreme example, I think. It is the capital. It is huge. There are a lot of, people um you know if i compare it to the rest of germany um 
you know, if I put it into context, I'm not sure, like, I'm not an expert, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are different actions going in, every, like, Munich and um, Cologne and these kind of cities. But then when you go to a smaller city who is maybe the size of Breda, not sure how much there is going on there yeah. as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I get that. But it's also true that, I mean... Germany is so big, it's such a big country, and the mm-hmm. Netherlands is so small, so I think maybe it's, I don't know, I would, in general, I would like to see more action in the Netherlands as well, because it's really, yeah. since I've been here, I think I've heard of three demonstrations or something like that, and yeah. for such topics, I think it should be not a daily thing, of course, but like a monthly thing, it should be something really, yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe we'll be the ones facilitating some <laughs> some strikes in the future. Why not in the Netherlands? Exactly. Um, I wanted to ask you again, a step back. Um, how are you connecting your studies uh, with this interest in climate justice, uh, climate change, climate crisis, sustainability, all these nice things? Um, well, I think that I'm only connecting this topic right now to my study. Like I haven't really <laughs> done anything else um, in other topics. But yeah, social innovation, I mean, um, you know, it's all about the future. It's all about the systems. Um, so it is super connected, obviously. And you and I both did a project together um, and we set up the green office at our university. Um, and of course, the green office is, is going to be a place for, you know, everyone and every topic to be welcomed. But I think especially climate justice is going to be hopefully addressed there um, in an educational way, but also maybe in a very active way. So that is one thing I did and connected it to my study. And then, of course, um, this research project called um, The Expedition that we both did as well. And that's where, you know, I dove really, really deep into the history and kind of the, um, the roots of our system. Um, colonialism and what it has to do with, today, um, you know, our today's society. And hopefully in the future, like right now, I'm kind of rounding off the year, of course, but uh, hopefully in the future, we're going to do much, many more projects um, regarding yeah. this topic, I would say. And also now I think you're applying for this internship in Canada, right? And you're trying yeah. to connect it to this topic as well. So yeah, that's exactly. also really important. You know, yeah, and in Canada, I mean, it is um, more present there, I feel like, even um, like than here, because, you know, they have indigenous tribes and they have this whole history of, you know, um, not even, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course, you know, but, you know, yeah, the local people have been suffering and it is super interesting how they deal with it right now and how they kind of include them into the society, but also give them more space and more voices and these kind of things and how they're kind of like, yeah, I don't know how to say that, but working towards a better, better future, um, you know? Um, yeah. I know you, you've been to Canada before, so I, I wanted also to ask you if you experienced well, you experienced, of course, the local uh, traditions, the local culture, but how is um, the connection between the the Canadian people, like the, the ones living in the city and like mm-hmm. and the indigenous communities as well? Like, how mm-hmm. do they perceive each other, let's say? Um, 
yeah, I mean, of course, I lived in Canada for a year and I did notice things here and there. I think it depends where you are. Um, for example, close to Banff in the Rocky Mountains, kind of more in the uh, not countryside, but not, like not at the at the yeah. um, coast. Not in the city, yeah. Exactly. Um, there's, for example, a indigenous uh, reservoir, and they kind of are very separate from where other people are living, and they're like doing their own thing. I had the feeling. And then on the other side, you have Vancouver and Vancouver Island. And there, I feel like they're almost very included. Um, but yeah, I, I'm like not an expert, of course, but I feel like that people are, you know, um, bringing more attention to these topics. Because when I was there, I attended actually a university lecture um, of an indigenous woman who kind of told her history, um, kind of told, you know, what has happened and how can we move on from this? Um, and they are supporting people very, very, like, I mean, at least I think they're trying, you know, they're including them. I think indigenous, like if you are coming from an indigenous family, you receive, um, financial support I think you don't have to pay for university fees or anything um so these kind of the systems do they have and stuff like that but at the same time I'm, I'm like not you know 100% I don't want to say anything wrong of course yeah, but um no, that's fine I mean yeah it's but okay. I mean the vibe that I'm getting from is at the one hand they are very separate from mm -hmm. you know society but on the other side um people are you know including them and they want to be included as well so i think they're both 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 sides yeah, yeah or at least i mean they are trying and they yeah yeah that, that's good and it doesn't matter if it's not 100 true <laughs> or 100 correct it's just yeah. i was curious to know yeah mm -hmm. how is the situation there of course and how do you see yourself like in the future also related to the study program what would you like to do in your future to i don't know contribute to this climate justice aspect or anything that comes to your mind um yeah i think you know this but i think um you know when i when i had the speech for example at the climate alarm i was so nervous and <laughs> it was a great experience but i think my strength maybe lay in different aspects of making change and I think I see myself more let's say um, in the system trying to make change within the system so I have like this vision of myself how I'm like um, I have a company and um, you know I'm um, I go to other companies to help them to be more diverse and kind of look into you know where do their supplies come what people are they hiring and these kind of things so like hands-on of course maybe that's not gonna you know change the world but I feel like that is already more of a step you know towards helping companies being you know more aware um, you know this this process of you know like hey we're going through a change and maybe you should uh reevaluate um, you know how your company looks like and these kind of things um i think that would be one possibility of course doesn't have to mean that i'm doing it um but of course raise awareness and you know also with the green office i feel like that is something i can do that is something i can change um i can help people be more active within this topic and i think that's where my strength is and maybe other people have other strengths and you know can help out in other in other sectors basically you know yeah of course i mean 
it's nice that each of us has different kind of skills uh-huh. and strengths so that we can collaborate and we can act on different levels and yeah in yeah. different ways and you said yeah maybe it's not a big change but actually you know like the butterfly effect when you start mm-hmm. you know changing with few things around then it's gonna create a whole tsunami and a whole change mm-hmm. big change societal change so this doesn't mean like a company that helps others doesn't mean that it's a small change i think it's a really big one so um nice interesting i didn't know that so well kind of but not so <laughs> detailed let's say um wow we've been already through so many aspects so many topics in not even so much time i mean 30 minutes that's that's great i wanted to ask you if you would like to add something or talk about something that i forgot to mention or that we didn't discuss Um, if you like to just send a message say something express your thoughts your anger your whatever my anger (laughs) (laughs) oh my god don't let it come out no um i mean i i think one thing i would love to say is you know just be aware be you know kind be conscious um try to educate yourself I'm still trying to educate myself I think everyone is still learning and growing and there is no perfect version of the perfect activist or the perfect sustainable person and I think we can all learn from each other and please don't be scared of the pressure that is um you know or this big scary word climate crisis I know that a lot of people out there are very scared to dive into this topic um, because it's it comes with it seems to be coming with such huge responsibilities but if you make a small change within your life it can you know resolve in, in a big change for all of us and I think that is just really important and you know look around in your local communities where you're living who can you help out what is happening where can you know where can I um maybe give up some of my privileges in order just to help someone else. And I think that is just, um, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's a never ending process. You never, you never stop learning and changing and developing. So yeah, nice. I like also the idea of breaking this image of the perfect sustainable (laughs) activist or person or whatever, because yeah, yeah, we all make mistakes if we want to call them like that, or we all make just decisions that are not really, uh, yeah coherent with maybe sometimes with some topics so that's also fine because we are humans um but yeah then if you if you don't have anything else to add or to share then i would just like maybe to wrap this episode up and thank you for coming to ecosystemi and sharing your thoughts about this topic oh thank you for having me and well then um Thank you to uh, the listeners that listen to this podcast, of course. This is probably the last episode of the first season of Ecosystemi, but this doesn't mean that it's the end. So I'm going to be back soon. But yeah, thank you for uh, tuning in and listening to this episode and to yeah, uh, believing in Ecosystemi as well. Bye-bye. Bye.